Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. What up, peeps? This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, but on this episode, we're doing something a little different. So Patrick and I realized that the at-home streaming play is very important, and there are some cool original movies and series that are playing on Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. What are some things that you like to watch on Netflix? Anything you're watching currently? Everything. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know you watch your your like terrible adventures of Sabrina. I do watch that. Yeah, you watch like the ranch. I Ashley. did watch. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> the ranch is hilarious. You, you watch some Fuller House. I do. I watch Jessica Jones. I watch Luke Cage. I think those got canceled, didn't they? I know. Yeah, they did. I think the the Marvel I've stuff. I've seen is the Iron be, Fist. All that Marvel stuff is going to be going over to Disney Plus. Yeah. What about their original movies? Anything you've seen that stands out? You saw Bird Box, right? I didn't really like Bird Box. I don't think I watched. <laughs> I feel like I was sleeping in the room you know, next door. Bl- I, you know, I didn't like the fact that they didn't show the monster. Well, yeah, I think they designed them, yeah. and f- filmed them, and then cut them out because they looked too ridiculous. Yeah, is what I heard. There was a film on there came out I think last month that had Ben Affleck and Charlie Hunnam. It was called Triple Frontier. It's kind of like a, an action heist movie. Uh, Oscar Isaac was in it. Uh, that was pretty solid. I uh, watched that. So with Netflix, you never know. I mean, it's some- hit or miss. I think with Netflix because you, Netflix allows their artists to kind of have creative control, and it's, it seems like it's, it. it's really hit or miss. Sometimes you get Roma from yeah. Alfonso Cuarón. Sometimes you get an Adam Sandler comedy. You, you don't know what's that comedy that he did that was all like the Native American community came out against it. The ridiculous six, the okay. western. Okay. That, that was the one that, that kicked w- off his deal. Well, yeah, that was the ne- that was the Netflix. <laughs> and he's been doing Netflix movies ever since. Yeah, I mean, good, good on him. So uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about two different Netflix original movies. Both of them are kind of romantic comedies. You could say they both uh, they're both pretty recent. They both just kind of dropped. The first one we'll be talking about is Someone Great. This movie stars Gina Rodriguez, Brittany Snow, and Lakeith Stanfeld. The IMDb plot summary reads, After a devastating breakup on the eve of her cross-country move, Jenny enjoys one last NYC adventure with her two best pals. Someone Great is a romantic comedy about love, loss, growth, and the everlasting bond of female friendship. I don't know why that last line is included in the well, synopsis. Are you serious? The whole movie was all about female friendship. True, but the that's... The whole movie is based on the friendship of these three It's females. true, but you don't need that in the synopsis. The synopsis should just be summing up the plot. The synopsis doesn't need to tell me like what the themes of this movie are. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But no, I mean, it's, it's accurate, sure. But uh, yeah, this currently has a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. So what, what did you think? We watched it last night. What were your, what were your thoughts? I mean, the actors are really good that were in this movie. I like the storyline. I just, I thought it was slow. Interesting. I thought it was... There's not a whole lot of plot. Well, yeah. I mean, I really thought that just the movie kind of dragged on and on. And even though I think it was only 90 minutes, right? Not, yeah. Both I mean, of the movies... It, it really felt like two hours for me. <laughs> I guess the structure of the movie, it's kind of like this night out with her gal pals. 
and we keep get, it cutting to flashbacks. She keeps getting these memory triggers of these times she had with her boyfriend. And so uh, their their relationship is kind of filled in through backstory, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And I thought that was a, a solid structure. I thought, I mean, the structure was cool. It kind of showed the ebbs and flows of a relationship after nine years. Yeah, a lot of it felt pretty authentic. Yeah. I mean, pretty, uh, I mean, their chemistry I thought was pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, two good actors. That That's what interested me in this movie was uh, Gina Rodriguez and Lakeith Stanfeld, two actors I like watching. I would prefer to have watched it with my girlfriends. <laughs> More of a like a girls' night, a gals' night movie. Yeah, well, because it's <laughs> all sure. it's all about these three girls helping their friend get over her boyfriend. Yeah, and she's she's moving on. She's moving to the West Coast. She's trying to move on. She's having a hard time. She's really. I mean, they had a real close. She was in love. Yeah, right? she was in love. But I think they also kind of grew apart. Sure. And so, and I think she just finally, you know, comes to terms with that at the end after rolling in Molly. She's doing some drugs. Yeah, there, yeah. there's a fair amount I mean, of drug there, use. There's some partying. She's, her, her friends are trying to get her out of the mindset, which I can relate to 100%. Yeah. Did did the camaraderie between the, the friends, the three friends, did that seem authentic to yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably one of the main strengths uh, of the film. Yeah, I mean, every girl is different. They're all different races. I mean, it's just, it, they seem like they were friends from, from uh, not high school, but college. Right. And then they all moved out to the big city together. And each friend kind of has their own little subplot. Brittany Snow, she's cheating on her boyfriend, right? Well, her and her boyfriend, they were together for a long time, you know, very unhappy and definitely needed something else. She's and getting, didn't know she's how to get. Well, she didn't Side have action. one time. Was it one time? It was one time. Okay. Before. It's, well, it's several times during well, the movie. Well, it's several times during the movie, but she broke up with her man after one time. Okay. And I think she realized after that, she's like, okay, I'm I'm done. I, I think she didn't realize or didn't know how to break up with her man. Yeah. Uh, the other friend is Dewanda Wise. Mm -hmm. She plays Aaron, and she's, uh, she's in a, a, a lesbian relationship. Yep. Yeah, there's a kind of a side subplot about her just trying to commit, I guess, you know, well, to her, tell the person she loves him. Yeah, her, her growth is really not wanting to get old and, you know, party all night, <laughs> sleep all day. Her growth is about not wanting but to get old. <laughs> her her growth is the realization that she needs, she, she's ready to commit. She really loves this girl and she's ready for that and she just has this epiphany she's yeah i guess again while on molly initially she's like this <laughs> this carefree gal right like no strings attached yeah it's kind of like sex in the city-esque it is kind of like sex i Little, mean more raw yeah more real i guess than sex in the city sex in the city is all people that it's make like a million candy. bucks what you yeah. know plus like a fantasy well, I think it's these girls plus 10 years. Sure. After, you know, their editors at Rolling Stone, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think the girls in this movie, they're like in their 20s, right? They're, they're, pretty they're young. getting 30. They're hitting 30. Okay. So not too far out of college. At one point, RuPaul shows up as, a, as their drug dealer. Hilarious. And he's the one who gives them Molly. The Molly, yeah. 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 And that was fun. That was fun. There was, yeah, there's I, a lot of drug I use in this movie. That. <laughs> and drinking. I mean, Gina of, Rodriguez yeah. was completely a hot mess the whole entire movie, but like an awesome hot mess. I liked her a lot. She's, I haven't really seen her comedic. I know she's done Jane the Virgin, which I haven't seen, 
but she was really funny here. I mean, just very loose. I liked uh, I liked how loose her interactions were with her friends. It has a, a executive producer credit with Paul Feig. Mm-hmm. You can sense like a bridesmaids yeah. element to this. Yeah. I mean, he likes doing kind of like the raunchy female comedies. And this is a good one. I mean, do more of this well, instead of I, Ghostbusters. I mean, you know, honestly, you know, Gina Rodriguez, I mean, they, they all are realistic women. They're not Barbie dolls. They're not. I mean, they're pretty. Right. And they're gorgeous. But they're gorgeous sure. in their own way. Yeah. And they really rock it. And they really rock their own characteristics. I mean, it was just real. Yeah, a lot of laughs. I think yeah. it, I think it works as a comedy. You don't think it's great as like a date night movie? I don't because it's like you're, a ladies' night. Yeah, I mean you're dealing with you know a, a breakup and I guess your reflection on you know the love that you guys once had, and then knowing that you can't go back to him is not a romantic comedy for me. Sure. I think that's a universal theme, though, like ending a relationship that you were very seriously invested in and wondering, you know, how you're going to move forward. That that feels pretty universal. Yeah. Um, you know, anyone who's dated, you know, more than one person in their life can can relate to that. That was a theme that, you know, resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy the girls. I thought they had a lot of chemistry. They're fun to watch. Because I laughed at it. You know, I mean, we're both laughing. I mean, I thought it was a, a decent, like, date night kind of comedy. I mean, for sure, it's <laughs> it's like ladies' night first. You know, get some gals together. But if you don't have gals, I think your dude, your man could be entertained. Because I was. But yeah, this is, I think, definitely geared towards towards women. What What, what grade would you give this? I would give it a B plus. Yeah, I'm I with mean, you. I mean, it's solid. I mean, it's I, it would have brought it over to the A if it was a little bit funnier and not so dramatic. There was a lot of like crying and towards the end, it gets, there, there was a lot of drama in this movie as well. Yeah, well, towards the end, yeah, it gets kind of weighed down with with some drama, you know, some real issues. <laughs> And that's, I think that's the problem with a lot of comedies, sustaining the laughs. It's easy to, like, start out of the gate funny. Yeah. It's hard to, like, go through the finish line with the chuckles. That's what made Bridesmaids amazing. Funny all, th- all the way through. And that's a long-ass movie. Oh, my God. Like, I am sitting here, like, belting out that song at the end of that movie. A comedy really should be saving its best laughs for, like, its final scenes. Yeah. If it's playing its cards right. Okay, so is there yeah anything else to say about this one? I don't think so. I think you know people at home. You're looking for something to watch. Um, this movie is a is a good watch. Bring some vodka. If you're looking for some R-rated antics, yeah, yeah, uh, you know some female centric antics. Uh, this is a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just not a date night movie. I disagree, but. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the perfect date. All right, we're back, and our next movie is The Perfect Date. This is another Netflix original romantic comedy. This movie stars Noah Centineo and Laura Marano. The IMDb plot summary reads, To save up for college, Brooks Radigan... (laughs) (laughs) Brooks Radigan creates an app where anyone can pay him to play the perfect stand-in boyfriend for any occasion. This movie has, shockingly, an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's gotten great reviews, actually. Now, that's out of 12. So oh. that's not that's not like a big pool, but that, that's what's on Rotten Tomatoes okay. right now. So, yeah, what uh, what did you think of this film, The Perfect Date? 
I think I was so bored. <laughs> I mean, there was really no laughs. I didn't really get the character. I mean, the chemistry was bad. Well, let's, you know, I mean, this movie, this kid, Brooks Radigan, I mean, so right off the bat, you know, you're in trouble. The guy's name is Brooks Radigan. I mean, seriously. Some some writer thought. What the hell did a writer feel like Brooks Radigan (laughs) is going to be like a true name? I mean, come on. Like, they're just setting this guy up to fail. I mean, that's in that's, life. As, that's almost as bad as Katie Yeager. Yes. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's not a real name. No. But yeah, he's he, he's he's strapped for cash, right? He's saving up for college. He's really he's all about trying he to, wants get, to go to that Yale. He, he's trying to get into Yale, right? Yeah. Uh, he's all about the Ivy League. He, and he's a poor kid. Right. His yeah, he lives but with not his poor, middle class. Well, he lives with his dad, who's played by Matt Walsh, and his dad is kind of this once published author, now kind of a burnout, <laughs> who does nothing. I guess he just chills on the couch. At one point, like his his son has to tell him to clean up. Yeah. Well, I think he's a assistant professor, assistant teacher, or something. And then you know, yeah, he's a burnout writer. I, I guess his wife has left him. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's his dad. And so this kid, he's he's trying to get out. And he has this friend who he works at, uh, at, at, a, local, sub shop. at, a, at a sub shop. Uh, his friend is played by uh, Odysseus Georgiatis. And he's, he has like a little crush on one of the customers who comes in. But he gets jealous at one point because he's, he's not seeing enough of his friend. I just I thought this character was just kind of useless. This this kid. So they created this app together because Murph is a, he's a coder. He creates applications and that's what he wants to do with his life. I mean, give me a call and get him a job here in Atlanta. You know, their mishap is once this app is out and Brooks gets all these dates, he doesn't have time to hang out with his best friend anymore. So they're kind of drifting apart. One problem I had kind of right away with the movie is... The uh, app looked awful. Well, you don't—you barely even see the app. No. Do you? You, no. Barely, you don't even see you how it works. You just see, like, yeah, except yes or no or something. You just get, yeah, he gets, like a, like, a little ding, like, a little message on his phone, and then it's, like, a montage of him dressing up as a cowboy or, like, a priest or whatever and going on a date. I mean, it's got a cute concept, you know, as far as... We need to as... know how the app works, I feel, for this concept to work. This guy is is creating to his, himself in the image of what, uh, you know, girls want in their dates. And they know that they're paying. It's just companionship. It's not anything like gigolo special. I mean, he's kind of, kind of a gigolo. But he's not like putting, he's not hitting it. He's not depositing sperm. Yes. He's oh. just going on dates. I mean, as far as and we know. he doesn't know, have to follow up. As far as we up. know, as far as the movie shows us. Well, yeah, and he doesn't have to follow up. It's just a, a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type deal. I mean, is this something girls would do? Like, I would not. I, I just, I mean, I, I never had a problem getting a date. So I, I don't know many self-respecting girls who would like pay a dude to take them out. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's something dudes do. I mean, that's that's what you have prostitutes for. <laughs> uh, I mean, in high school, I just, I don't know if this is like a problem that girls have in well, high school. I didn't have a problem getting a date. I also didn't care if I didn't have a date, and I just went with my girlfriends. So it was just, it was never important enough to me to to do this. Yeah. To pay money. Right. To have a date. Maybe I'm just stingy and, and frugal. Right. I don't know. Like, 
I would say any girl considering this, I mean, honestly, save your money. <laughs> like, you don't you don't need to do this. Save your save your cash. But I guess his first date is with is with the girl who's played by Laura Morano. Yeah, who's the cousin of a jerk in his school. Right. And she's kind of uh, like a, a spoiled rich girl cliche. Is that what this is? Yeah, she's a brat. She's one of those angsty girls. Definitely a brat. Think, think 10 things I hate about you. Julia Stiles, Julia Stiles. character. Sure. And then times it by 10. Yeah, like Julia Stiles, but way less appealing. <laughs> Like, yeah, like drop drop the appeal way down, and yeah. that's that's who our romantic lead is yes. or co lead. Yes, and so yeah, that's that's kind of the film. It's their it's their romantic relationship. She's hiring him to go out, and it's you know it's that tension of like you know does she really like him? You know, are these feelings for real? Is this for well, show? They're they're yeah, so they're kind of a typical it is back and forth romantic comedy. And then I think I think later on she realizes that they're actually going after different people. I think she realizes down the line that she really wants Brooks. Well, of course, duh. What What did you think of Brooks, who who's played by Noah uh, Centineo? I've never seen this guy before. He he's a Netflix darling. What else has he so done? So he's in a lot of other Netflix movies. Oh, he's he plays He Man in the upcoming Masters of the Universe. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that movie's in trouble. <laughs> like, holy cow! Uh, yeah, a lot of these. Uh, he's in the upcoming Charlie's Angels. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, these other ones. I mean, he's good looking for sure, but I think he doesn't have emotional depth to him at all. At least not in this movie. Maybe I, in something else he does, but in this movie he has no emotional depth. Yeah, granted, I mean, there's not a whole lot he's he's got to work with. Like, he's just so oblivious in this movie that he doesn't understand why people are not wanting to talk to him anymore and not wanting to be his friend anymore because he is kind of self-absorbed. Yeah, he seemed kind of dumb. Yeah. He seemed, yeah, seemed kind of dumb, self-involved. <laughs> yeah, not not a great hero for a romantic comedy. Uh, but I, I guess he over he overcomes that th- those issues. I mean, a lot of a lot of yeah. You can have a hero with flaws and whatever who overcomes them. I mean, that's I mean, Matthew that's McConaughey fine. plays a ton of these these characters. Matthew McConaughey has charm. <laughs> he does, um, and but chops. this guy does not. Like he is not. I mean, he's not going to be a superstar. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Who who the hell knows? Uh, you know what what's going to happen? But he, yeah, he. The two of them, it's not a great, Chemistry. it's not a magnetic duo, no. these two. It's kind no. of, yeah. Like, and I think she's relatively new. Um, I think she was in Lady Bird. She's in a Nickelodeon series TV show. Austin and Allie? Yeah. Is that the show? But she's, I mean, yeah, she's got a lot of work under her belt for young girl. So she, I guess she's coming up. Um, but she, yeah, she was very unlikable in this. <laughs> I don't know how else so to say how, it. So how can you have a romantic comedy with two unlikable characters and I mean, I really liked Murph, <laughs> the dorky the, the sidekick. sidekick. He sure. I mean, he was he was the most likable out of them all. He was your favorite. And he was my favorite, and we don't really get to see a lot of him. Mm, yeah, no, I, I, at all, and until the end where he helps Brooks and what's her face get back together. Does Murph get with his dude in the yeah. end? Yeah. Okay. So everyone kind of gets their happy ending. Yeah, everybody gets their happy ending. 
and the dad kind of magically he gets like a writing grant <laughs> yeah i think i think but they don't really see and they don't really show that if it was brooks that you gave think him it was that the, the money movie, from the app the movie would have because he's going to yukon and with full ride scholarship i think the movie would have made that clear that that was brooks who did that uh, nothing in, i like, mean maybe they did but we just were so bored that we may have missed it even at 90 minutes this is a rough this is a rough ride <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what? Yeah, what grade would you give this? Oh, D. Yeah, yeah, we agree. So, yeah, is this a good date? No. I would actually say if you're 15. Like, oh yeah, if you're 15, this could be a good date night movie. Two 15 year olds yeah. could have a good time with this one. If you're an adult, you want to poke your eyes out. It's no good. <laughs> well, yeah. What's the age cutoff? I would say like over 17. Oh, over 17. Avoid it. Yeah. Stay people away. People are not going to want to see this. But let's say age 12 to that 17 range. Like middle school, preferably. Yeah. Like about to go into high school. This yeah. is your This is your jam. Press play. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, uh, avoid it. All right, that'll do it for this episode. You can find more from this podcast on anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as iTunes, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast, and you can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. See ya.